Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to episode 86 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I am your host, Jack Rico, and on this episode... At Adam, we build a platform, and that platform has a lot of features. So uh, it's the, the social features, invite your friend, it's the pre-ordering concessions, so your Coke and your Twizzlers are waiting for you. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's all your sort of digital uh, convenience in one place. Matthew Bacall, CEO and co-founder of the movie ticket app, Adam Tickets, stops by the show to talk about why his two-year-old app is the future of movie going and why it's different than movie pass then mike Sargent and i meet up at the press screening of disney's new family film christopher robin a live action winnie the pooh movie and we give you our immediate first reactions of the film what to do what to do what to do we begin with matthew bacall from adam tickets Thanks for taking the time. Nice to meet you. So my first question is, how and why did you start Adam Tickets? About five years ago, what the consumer didn't have was the really simple tools, the digital tools that we now expect from Lyft or from Amazon. Um, how do we make it frictionless uh, to, to buy things? And really, I was thinking about it, about enjoying your night out, right? What is that movie going experience about? It's really about going with your friends, going with your family, connecting with people, right. having to talk about the movie after you see it. A communal you know, that, bonding that, that communal experience. experience. A- a- absolutely. Um, the, the idea was, what if we could develop a digital tool, a digital platform that was as easy as you have in other areas of your life? But truly, what, what are millennials, what are Gen Zs, but you know, even, even you, you and I who are, uh, you know, still young, but a little, little bit older guys, um, how do we want to experience it? We want to do it on our phones. We want to walk in. We want to scan. We want to have one click inviting friends, let them accept and pick their seat beside us. Um, we have about 1,800 locations today, 400 of them. We have pre-order concessions. So we want to be able to order our Coke and our popcorn, Junior Mints, and it's, it's waiting for you when you, uh, when you show up, right? No, no more standing in line waiting for my Twizzlers so I can make it a real <laughs> seamless experience. So that, 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 was, that was the vision. And if you think about going to the movies, again, you're uh, unique, um, a unique cohort uh, uh, because you're, uh, you're an official reviewer, but um, most folks follow some path uh, like, like this one, which is I'm going to uh, email, I'm going to uh, Snap, I'm going to Facebook my, my friends, try to get everybody together. But you get down to that core group of five and you say, you know, five people um, solo, Friday night, we're going to go. And you all get to that moment 
and you say, who's buying the tickets? Right. And everyone says, oh, you know what? Um, Rico didn't get me back last week. And, you know, Matthew owes me, owes me a Coke. <laughs> and, and so at, at, at best, it's kind of inconvenient. But at worst, you know, for your average family in America, um, you can't just spot your buddies some tickets and, and hope they pay you back. Um, it's yeah, because as soon as you spot them, that's it. You lost, you lost your money. That dude's never paying you back yeah, for a while. <laughs> it, 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 I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to comment on 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 your friends, but you know, um, y- yes, <laughs> generally the case. So I think for us, that that was one thing to solve. What if it was just one click? I could invite you, and then one click you could accept. Say that looks good. I'm going to join you. Pay, pay my own way. Um, and how do we make it easy to invite your friends and family with you? How do we make it easy for you to skip all the lines? How do we make it just easy? And if we made it easy. Could we get incrementality? Could we get you and your friends to go to one more movie a year? When you go to the movie, could we get you to invite that one more person who you might have not invited if you had to spot them? And so that, that, that's what Adam's all about. It's about sort of making the movie going process as convenient. I mean, again, it, it's, it's, I, I use these brands because they're so relevant to people, but it's, it's like what Amazon does. It's like what Lyft does, right? You think right. about those, the first time you, you stepped out of your Lyft and you were like, all right, we're good. I, I, I don't need to. <laughs> that is I don't, so true. I don't need to swipe a credit card, or <laughs> we're cool, right? Right. You feel guilty because you feel like you're stealing. Oh yeah. yeah, crazy. What is the difference between Adam tickets and Movie Pass? Um, at Adam, we build a platform, and that platform has a lot of features. So uh, it's the the social features: invite your friends. It's the pre-ordering concession, so your Coke and your Twizzlers are waiting for you. Um, it's it's uh, it's all your sort of digital uh, convenience in one place. For um, it's it's the rewards program as you mentioned. Uh, it's the scanning infrastructure at the theaters, so you don't ever have to print anything out, right? Just make it super easy. And there's different things that can be built on top of a platform. There's things we're always we're always testing. Um, Movie Pass is a subscription program. Um, it happens to be uh, you know a, a fairly discount subscription program, um, but uh, for us, you can pre-order your tickets. So if you want to go see Black Panther Friday night with your friends. You can do it all on Adam easily. Um, if you were to use uh, Movie Pass, for instance, you would need to line up uh, at a box office. You'd probably be sold out on the opening night of, of a big movie. Um, so it's it's just a different type of of uh, of feature set. Um, ours has a lot of different bells and whistles. I think that what they've shown is there's an interest in subscriptions potentially. Our friends over at AMC launched a subscription program a couple weeks ago. Um, that that's really interesting. Obviously, we're, we're looking at that in the market and seeing how does that, you know, how does subscriptions play in with loyalty and rewards. Um, but for for us, um, we're sort of the most convenient way for your night out, um, and uh, and they have a different value prop for customers. You know, it's interesting that out of everything you said, the key word that that stood out to me was convenience. And you also compared sure. the company to Uber and Lyft. But back in the day when you and I were going to movies, uh. It was movie phone. We had to call a number. I think it was seven seven movie phone or something like that. And uh, you're in New York, so it was seven 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 film. Yeah, seven 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 film. And uh, you know, you hear the voice, the whole nine, and then Fandango was what I remember the early two thousands. That was the go to place as well with movie tickets. But you didn't mention them as an inspiration for this. Your whole concept is more Uber, Lyft, that whole model. Why weren't the, the I guess, first iterations 
of what you're doing, the inspiration. Why these? Is it more technological that you wanted to kind of spin this new company? When when we look back five years ago, um, you know, uh, we we like the guys over at Fandango. We think healthy competition is healthy for the business in terms of getting consumers excited about the movie going space. Um, but it is a 20 year old company, and for us, we started um, a couple of years ago with the idea of you know if you were starting today how would you build your social connections how would you build your systems um, yeah it'd be completely different right exactly and so um so d- definitely w- when we think of it we think a little more along the lines of the the you know facebook instagram mm. um you know google uber lyft netflix amazon you know th- those are the kind of companies that are that are so inspirational to not only me but you know our engineers our our, our product team um, in terms of how we think about the consumer journey and making that the, the, the best it can be. And, but if you think about digital movie going, um, what people don't always know is only a few years ago, only about 10% of folks bought their tickets digitally. Last year, it was about 27%. So even wow. last year, about 75% of Americans still stood in line um, to get the tickets at a box office. What is that, laziness or is it lack of awareness that they don't go to apps like yours? Or is it just habit, man? I, I think, you know, I think it's it's habit. So what's interesting is in China, it's almost exactly opposite. You know, 85% of tickets are bought uh, digitally. In, in Europe, it's, it's 65%. And in the U.S., we have this long tradition of movie going, you know, uh, 100 plus years now. And I think part of it is just the habit of, you know, we go together, we meet in front of the theater, we buy our tickets. Most theaters don't have reserved seats, um, although that that's changing rapidly. Yeah, right? that's so changing you, a lot. You get there early. You put your you put your uh, bag down. You put your jacket down. <laughs> so save your seats for your yeah, buddies. and you right? stretch you stretch out your jacket for like three four seats. <laughs> exactly, and so the 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 really re- revolution. I mean, it's it's it, it's an evolution too. But is you know the reserved seats. Now that I can pick seat one A and one B, and I want to make sure I get it for my. Uh, my girlfriend or my buddies, um, you know, th- that encourages me to, to, to buy digital, buy ahead, buy, buy online. Um, and, and I think that uh, it's not just we at Adam who think this. Most of the industry and the analysts who follow the companies predict that within a couple of years, it'll be 60 to 70 percent of folks who are buying digitally. So I think that we, we want to be a part of that evolution of the business and, and make sure consumers have the best digital tools to um to, to, to access the movie theater, you know, when and how they want. What do you attribute Americans not going to the movies as much? Is it really Netflix? Is it just that? Or are there other attributes and factors that have allowed that to happen? So it's, I mean, that's a great question. I think that, you know, one thing I, I sometimes like to use this, this uh, Mark Twain quote, uh, which is, you know, the death of the movie business is greatly exaggerated. <laughs> you know, I think part of it is that there hasn't been as easy ways to access the movie theaters. And when you think about, again, sort of all of us, old guys and, and, and young guys, um, it, it was really easy to buy on your phone. It was really easy to invite your friends. It was really easy to uh, pre-order your, your Coke, just like you do your coffee at Starbucks in the morning, right? If, if you could do all that and you never had to pull out your wallet or your credit card, if you never had to stand in line, right? Could we get you to go one more time? And I think that, that that's, that's sort of a, uh, a product that's just been missing from the market, honestly, right? We, we just expected people to, to keep putting up with standing in line and then mm-hmm. standing in line again for your popcorn. And, and uh, people want ease and they want convenience. So I think that there's definitely a part of it that's just sort of content. 
Um, and part of it is that the digital at home products have advanced so much. You know, you look at Amazon prime, you look at Netflix, um, they're, they're great products. Um, but when you look at all the consumer research, the people who go to the movies the most are also the most avid consumers of streaming. So it's not like those people don't, don't want to go to the movies. They just maybe want to go to the movies the same way they access, you know, Amazon prime, which is, which is through an app on their phone. Or they want to go when there's an epic movie that needs to be seen on a giant IMAX 3D, 4D screen or something like that, right? Absolutely. What is the biggest plight that the movie theaters have told you when you've approached them about, you know, somehow partnering up or things like that? What is their biggest concern in the industry right now? One thing I I, uh, heard a bunch of your podcasts and, you know, some people uh, say over and over, it's, you know, hard work. The the folks from... uh, uh, the, the Latino reviews, Kit Kelvin was talking about it. And I think that nothing replaces hard work. So it's been a lot of hard work, but it's also that, you know, we, we did have some, some insider knowledge, you know, Lionsgate was one of our, um, first, uh, uh, investors. Disney and Fox have also been, uh, investors. All the studios have been supporters. Yeah. Congrats on that, by the way. Thank you. And, 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 and so have been the, uh, the exhibitors. So, um, we've had really great early support from, from Regal and from AMC. Um, and, you know, what, what they've said to us is they've been encouraging. They, they've been saying, look, um, we need that sort of startup, great tech platform built for us, right? How do we, how do we have, uh, how do we attract consumers to be relevant in the dialogue? And the moment they're thinking about a, a, a movie, how do we have them, you know, invite their friends, buy their tickets, uh, really easily on their phones, right? Mm-hmm. We want to make sure we're in that frame. We, we don't. We don't want to have them think about. Well, maybe I'll go later. And by the time it was sort of implicit in your question earlier, but you know, but by the time they get around to going out to the movie theater, um, they get distracted by something else in the mall, uh, or you know, there, there's a new series that that hits uh, Netflix and they get distracted. So I think for them, it, it's a matter of making sure they're connecting with their customers. And they've all spent a lot of money on their. Um, on their rewards program and customer loyalty programs. Um, over the last few years, you've seen a bunch of things rolled out so that they can also be sort of best in class in terms of hospitality, you know? So right. I think that that's, that's something they've, they, they've recognized that they, they have to go the, the, the extra mile and they're, they're, they're investing in that. And I think that we're, we're a part of that. You mentioned loyalty programs. Uh, this is your first ever rewards program from what I understand. And you guys are debuting it. I think it was last month. See four movies, get one free. And my immediate question is, why do you think these reward programs have been so in vogue as of late? And what is it about yours in particular that differentiates itself from the rest? You know, for, for us, it was about making something really easy, right? We, we kind of wanted to launch something. It wasn't points and how much did the points convert to. It was see four movies. Fifth one's free. Everybody likes seeing movies. You, people love getting a deal. Um, and it's really easy to access. It's automatic. You don't need to remember to, to click various buttons or whatnot, right? It's, 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 it's all there in your account. We want to be generous to our, to our, uh, our loyal movie fans and, mm-hmm. and have them take its users. So that p- part of it was just, was just ease of use. And um, your, your sort of earlier question about how uh, what, what, why are they popular now? I think for us and for the whole industry, again, it's part of that rewards mentality. The, uh, the, the CEO of AMC is the former CEO of, of Starwood uh, Hotels, and um, he's the former uh, CMO of United Airlines. Very, very smart guy, Adam Aaron. And I think you know, he, he would say 
um, we have to treat our customers and, and, and invite them back, you know, and I think that's, that's the right type of hospitality mentality. Um, not that the movie theaters didn't have it, but how do we amp it up in this, in this age where those, uh, those um, thank yous to your customers are really important? So it's almost like customer service. It's like, uh, how do we give you the best treatment? It's like what kind of hotels do when they come in? It's like, okay, we're going to be the best at customer service to the point that you're going to love us so much. We're going to have repeat visits from you over and over and over again. And it's that brand association. It's that brand value that kind of like with Hispanics, uh, most of my audience is, is Latino and, and Goya yes. is the cooking brand. They won't sure. go to any other brand if it's not Goya. So I guess for you guys, you're trying to become the Goya of the movie ticketing world where your brand is so entrenched in people's habits that you're going to get them coming back over and over again. And then obviously the word of mouth. Absolutely. Look, I, I, I don't think in the past we've maybe used the, uh, the, the analog <laughs> to, to Goya, although, right. although I feel like their product. Um, but you know, 20, 25% of our, uh, consumers are Hispanic. Hispanics, as you know, are incredibly, um, we're the number one movie going demographic in the United States. And we've been like that for the last 10 years from what I remember. We are very young and diverse, you know, it's partly because we're, we're about a two year old company on a national basis. Um, little less, uh, so, you know, we're, we're, we're fresh to the market, but we also have a, uh, digital mindset and, and the feature set that I think appeals to, again, millennials, Gen Z, that, that's kind mm -hmm. of our, our generation. And that generation in this country is, is, is the first, right? So I think that's movies. The good news is movies are for everybody, you know, mm -hmm. uh, young, old, part of what we want to tap into. And it kind of goes back to your loyalty question, which is it, it's about incrementality, right? I always said um, for us, if we made it easy, could we get you to go one more time a year? If we made it easy, could we get you to invite one more friend? Right. And, and, and that, and that, that's what, that's what movie going is, is about to us. And so why, you know, go to four movies, your fifth one free. Well, we want to invite you back. We want to generate incrementality. We want to generate that, 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 that extra, you know, experience for you and your family. So I think that that's the key. And what you said about hospitality is, is exactly right. Um, you know, hotels, airlines, other areas have been, have been doing it uh, for a while, re restaurants. And I think that that's, we, we, we need to make sure as a, as a business, as a movie business, that consumers see we, we care about them, we want to invite them back, um, we, we value your patronage. Apart from this podcast, how else are you reaching the Hispanic consumer in particular? Uh, are you doing any type of particular grassroots marketing? Um, uh, is your app in Spanish? Um, are there commercials or anything in Spanish language? What's what's the strategy for reaching um, more Hispanic consumers, moviegoers? So we have done a couple things um, specifically. Although um, honestly, we we can use advice. So if you or your listeners uh, have have thoughts for us, you know we're <laughs> we're definitely open to uh, to ideas. Um, you know we uh, and I, I actually take it personally. Although, although I am uh, I am myself uh, a, a gringo, uh, I have a lot of family who are, who are South American. Um, so, uh, so it, 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 it's close to my heart. Um, my, uh, as being part of, uh, Lionsgate, uh, my, myself originally, and then, uh, Adam having an early investment from Lionsgate. Lionsgate has a, a, uh, Latin focused distribution company called Pantaleon. Pantaleon. Yeah. Um, Jim McNamara used to so be a part of it. I think the CEO of AMC was a part of it. Who's Hispanic as well. Uh, at, at, 
the guy Absolutely. from Televisa, Emilio Scarga. So yeah, yeah, I'm totally familiar with it. Absolutely. So we've done um, some some branding with Pantaleon, and then with their um, we've done some offers with their uh, online SVOD service called Pantaya. Um, that their services and their content uh, is generally Spanish language. We do not have a Spanish language version of the app yet, although you know uh, it it is coming. Um, and so uh, for for us, um, the goal, you know, and what's, what's been great is uh, even though. For instance, Pantaya consumers might might watch some movies in Spanish. They're also bilingual, and so uh, some of those movie consumers that we said they're both streamers at home, and they like to go to movie theaters with their with their families and and, and friends. So they they fit right in our in our psychographic. It sort of doesn't matter, uh, you know, on uh, kind of what heritage they they have. Um, and then also um, when we use the various marketing tools we have in terms of online, Google, Facebook, etc. And we have targeted marketing for Instagram. We certainly include the Latino um, population in uh, because they're included in avid moviegoers. So I wouldn't say that we have something specifically um, focused in terms of a, a Spanish language uh, outreach or program. But in terms of movie lovers, um, we we obviously love uh, anybody who goes to the movies. And as you said, uh, Hispanics tend to over-index as uh, as movie lovers. In this we country. do. We're we we love movies so much, man. It's it's like after hanging out with our friends, there's no other connection to that than hey, since we're all hanging out, why don't we just go to the movies? And um, it's it's in it's an incredible culture of movie going that has been built here in the United States with Hispanics. It's unbelievable. I've been covering this for about 20 years and that evolution just keeps on getting stronger. And I think the movie that best represented and embodied that was Fast and Furious. I feel like Hispanics Absolutely. made that movie, that franchise. And Vin Diesel always kind of respects that. You know, he's now talking in Spanish. He thinks he's Dominican because he knows what's up. You know, he knows what's up. <laughs> for, for sure. Um, well, uh, to take another another actor from that, you know, we, we have a great advisory board of, over at Adam, which includes uh, Tyler Perry, Steven Spielberg, J.J. Abrams, uh, and our latest addition, uh, which we're blessed with, is uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And uh, and he always talks about um, giving something back to his his moviegoers, and so we did something special with uh, with Skyscraper. But but again, when you when you talk to all those folks, they they also know, uh, as you said, they, they they know what's up, and they know that. Um, the Hispanic audience is so important to the movies. Yeah, you got to get a Latino brother on that board at some point. We, I ag ag agree. And then uh, my final question, Matt, is five years from now, where is Adam Tickets? Where do you want to see it? How do you envision it? So for us, the goal is always about making your night out great. And so we want to be able to do everything from, you know, book your lift, book your ticket, book your restaurant reservation, get your cup of coffee at Starbucks to discuss the movie afterwards, right? We, we want to have that whole night out solved for you, right? With, with one click, you know, you went to see last Jedi um, and you, you had your, your diet Coke and your, uh, and your Twizzlers um, and you saw it in IMAX um, and you saw it in your local uh, century city AMC, right? How do we make it for, for solo that we can say, you get the same experience Friday night, 7.30, your preferred showtime, your preferred IMAX format, your preferred location. We got you two kids tickets because you always go with your kids. One click, buy here, right? The same as you would see on, on Amazon. So if we could, if we could make it that easy, 
um, we want to be the place yes. for you. It's one click for your, for your night out. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And congratulations uh, with the company and what you want to do with it. Thank you very much. Really appreciate your time. Look forward to going to a movie with you sometime. Guys, you're not going to believe what I just discovered. I've discovered underwear from the future. I know it sounds crazy. Just hear me out. Saks Underwear recently released their new undercover collection made of super soft cotton modal. It keeps you cool no matter what. The result is that it's breathable, moisture wicking, and resistant to odor. It's like Saks took a pair of cotton underwear and catapulted it into the future. Nothing else out there like these. If you've been listening to the podcast for the last few months, you already know I'm a big fan of wearing sacks. They're the only men's underwear that's actually designed with our anatomy in mind. The pouch they created, the ballpark pouch, has these internal mesh panels that keep everything in place. It's like getting the VIP treatment on a first class flight. It offers the ultimate support. Since I started wearing Saks, I haven't wanted to wear anything else. I want you to feel the same exact way. So I've worked with Saks underwear on this great limited time deal. Shop from anywhere on their site and get $5 off plus free shipping on your first purchase. But to get this great offer, you need to use my promo code highly relevant at checkout. Order a few pairs of Saks right now with this great offer and go to Saks Underwear at saxxunderwear.com. That's Saks with two X's and use the promo code highly relevant at checkout. Remember, saxunderwear.com, promo code highly relevant. So if you're new to the podcast, I frequently do a segment called First Reaction. It gathers some of my most immediate feelings on a film that I just finished watching with someone. This week, it's Mike Sargent, and him and I give you our first reactions to Disney's latest. It's called Christopher Robin, and it's essentially the live-action Winnie the Pooh movie. So we're going to begin with Mike and myself inside the dimmed lights of the AMC Lincoln Square Theater in Manhattan as the credits are rolling. So, Mike, what did we think about Christopher Robin from uh, Disney, the, their latest film? Well, I thought it was pure Disney. I thought that um, it will make you think about Winnie the Pooh and childhood and getting older, leaving things behind. And here's the song right now. <laughs> but it's definitely pure Disney. I mean, Disney Disney's the only person or the only company that could have made this movie. And I think they've got that history that is allowing them to do live-action versions of all their classic cartoons in some way because it touches so many audiences. You know, it's so good to see a movie like this um, in the madness of so many action films and so many summer movies. It's, it's good to see a, a family film, a wholesome film that speaks to our childhood, you know, that isn't necessarily sci-fi or a genre. It's just a straight-up, you know, playful, fun family film that Disney knows how to do extremely well. And I think it hit many touch points. Uh, Ewan McGregor stars in this film, along with some of the original voices that we heard of the Winnie the Pooh, the cartoon, uh, which I used to watch in reruns and things like that all throughout my childhood. 
Um, how relevant do you think Winnie the Pooh is for this new generation of uh, moviegoers? Oh, I think what makes a, a classic children's story is that the the message or what it's trying to say is universal. This movie is sort of timeless. It sort of takes place in England. It sort of takes place in the past, but you don't really even really know when. So I think it's because it doesn't matter. I think that in this story, clearly, you know, Christopher Robin's grown up. He's an adult, but he's got to remember what it is to be a kid and who he is. And I think the message of remembering who you are, you know, is wrapped up in this just by what it is. You watch it and you remember the first time you heard all of these pooisms. You know, it's interesting because I'm looking at this film and it's not a coincidence that Paddington has been such a hit, yes, part yes, one and is part is two, uh, especially part two, where it's being considered perhaps one of the better fun family films of the year that Disney probably said, hey, you know what, Paddington did really well and what other bear has the brand name, has the history uh, that that Disney's Winnie the Pooh has? And so to bring it up now, I think, is more of like, hey, this bear is working. Why don't we give them our version of the bear? Well, and uh, That's interesting. Uh, well, I think, I think that that's part of it, but I also have to say, I mean, with the success of all their live-action versions of their rides of their cartoons i think disney's working overtime to find out anything that they've got that's iconic that they can turn into you know there's a dumbo movie coming there's right. a jungle book movie coming there's you know we've already had parts of the caribbean uh we had you know the rock is in something coming up some <laughs> disney something yeah. so i think this is yeah so you don't it. think this is, this is a response to the great uh, reception that paddington had you know, let's put it this way. If they were developing it, Paddington probably fast-tracked it. Right. That's okay. That, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's probably my take. Yeah. Um, family films are going to do well this year, do you think? I think they always do well. I always think it's always good counter-programming. And at the end of the day, you know, taking your kids to the movies is still a family thing. That's why you look at the top ten films of all time, a lot of them are films that kids could go to, too. Right, and then when you have a film, um, what's that film that came out this year that was also a family film? Uh, the Incredibles. The Incredibles, sure. um, Who's biggest broken, money of the year, biggest money maker of the year. That's it's right. about to cross $1 billion. Right. Um, it still works. It still works. It, even though we have the superhero films and everything else, a straight-up family film that talks to the child and everyone, I think, is still a timeless classic that you can't say no to the movies, especially when it's done by Disney. I do, and I think an another thing it taps into is what child did not imagine that their stuffed animals came to life? I mean, <laughs> that's forever, you know? That's never going to change, you know? I had a stuffed animal that talked to me when yeah, I, I used to have a Spider-Man <laughs> spoke, spoke to me, had Velcro on his stuffed, hands. Was it a stuffed Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, it was. Wow, you had a stuffed Spider-Man. Well, I still you know, have pictures of it. <laughs> that, listen, that you need to put up. I want that up on Instagram right away. <laughs> I want to see that. So um, overall, this 
this is a movie that people should go watch with their kids uh, to kind of relive a little bit of their own childhood because obviously it's steeped in a lot of nostalgia for people over 40. Um, and to kind of see a film like this with your son, your daughter, Absolutely. has to have that deep emotional meaning for anyone, right? Well, I think so. And I think that, that again, you talk about Universal, the the idea, I can tell you as a parent, you know, one of the greatest joys is like showing your child like the movies that you love yeah. you know and, and the stories that... and the stories yeah the st- that's that's every parent loves being able to share with it that's why star wars is so popular because there are people who the people who grew up on star wars have kids now right and their kids and then kids their kids you right. know that's why something like the wizard of oz has been around and would play every year but i'm shocked they haven't done a remake of the wizard of oz yet oh come on that's that would be a mistake but they've done all kinds of sequels as we know so you know, I can't see them remaking it. That would be foolish. Um, well, ultimately for me, uh, Christopher Robin is essentially a Winnie the Pooh movie. It's a live action film. Uh, it's not even so much about how the uh, the origin of Winnie the Pooh. It's more like uh, Winnie the Pooh's catching up with the present time uh, that is in Christopher Robin's life as an adult. And he's a man who... Uh, forgot to be a kid again and it's all about his career which i think a lot of city people a lot of maybe a lot of americans can relate to that a lot of adults can relate to that especially live in a city uh, like london or new york or whatever it may be um but i think this is sort of a reminder that it's not always about work it's always about being able to play uh, play uh work hard but then play hard yeah but also you know there's a moment in there where the wife says to him uh, you know, Christopher Robin's grown-up wife played by Haley Atwell from, you know... The Captain America Captain series. America series. Uh, she says, you know, I didn't marry this guy who's good at his job. I, I, I fell in love with this guy who was fun. And, and I think, again, I think that's a universal timeless message, you know, that you have to remember, again, one of the things they talk about is today. So there's a big message of enjoy what you have today because... Tomorrow is not necessarily going to be what it's not guaranteed. So, absolutely, I, I think that's I think it's good. Mike Sargent, thank you so much for giving us your first reaction well, of you. Christopher Robin. Thank you, Jack Rico, and I like how you talk about yourself as us. That suggests <laughs> there's there's medicine for that. Jack. <laughs> well, that's it from 68th and Broadway here at AMC's Lincoln uh, Square. Signing off, and uh, hopefully you guys can catch Christopher Robin because it truly is a wonderfully touching film that you can enjoy uh, with, you know, your date even uh, or the whole family. Bring, it's really bring for a everybody. stuffed animal. Just show up. Bring a stuffed animal <laughs> and, and, and your pampers. And stick popcorn on it <laughs> while you watch. I'd like to see that happen. People waiting in line. All right, take it easy. Man. Oh, I don't see any cracks. A few wrinkles, maybe. That's it for episode 86 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I want to thank Matthew Bacall and Mike Sargent for chatting with me, and I hope you guys enjoyed the conversations as well. If you'd like to support the show, you can do it by sharing the show on social media and telling all your friends about it. Remember, it's through your word of mouth that our show can grow. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of High Development.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.